0: Alrighty, welcome back to DC Cinematic Minute, the daily podcast in which we analyze Man of Steel one individual minute at a time. My name is Mark. You can find me on all social media at Mark Meadows, and I'm Nathan. You can also find me
1: on sh- social, social, sh- social, sh- sh- social media. Seashell <laughs> se- media. You can find me on all those seashells uh, at NoClutchNate or uh, my Instagram page uh, Clutch Figures, where I uh, take cool photos of my action figures and whatnot. With a Nikon D3s. Oh, I wish <laughs> if it was 2013. Uh, and I'm Andrew Durowski from the Protagonist Podcast and
0: also Disney Animation Minute Essentials. Oh, welcome back. And today we're going to be talking about minute number 38 of Man of Steel. And the minute starts with Lois asking, uh, well, she she's taken a uh, she's found um, Joe sneaking around. Who's Clark Kent? Kyle El Greenhorn. And she says, where the hell are you going? And then the minute ends with Lois Lane wandering down a tunnel that's been carved into the ice. Yep. Mm-hmm. Interesting. We see Lois doing some snooping. She's doing some Pokemon snapping. And uh, <laughs> she, then she starts climbing this this hill, this mountain. Like no problem at all. Again, it's negative forty. <laughs> no protection. So cool. Now, <laughs> now that I think of it, because you guys brought up the whole wind thing, like that's dangerous too. Because that could have just blown her right off.
1: Especially on the side of a mountain face. Mm-hmm.
2: Like uh, when she there's this a part where she steps across like four stone steps, not stone steps, but like steps of ice. Yep. Yeah, like she could easily not make this climb.
0: <laughs> yeah, like I feel like you you need more gear. Like you need a uh, almost like. Uh, you need those ice boots, yeah. that and, and like
2: ice picks and and mountaineer gear, harnesses.
0: Yeah. What do they call those? Like um, they stick them in the ice. Ice thing. picks. Yeah, but like you just kind of hook up.
2: The, like the carabiner. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Like a whole, like a whole a, mountain climbing setup.
0: You need to get a a climbing expert in here real quick.
2: I I used to do some mu- mountain climbing, but I can't remember what um what all the the terms are. It's been a while
1: yeah she was i wonder if she like she had like her car keys on a caravan on her belt you, and then she was like oh i should use this and then it's a <laughs> that'd be a great quick shot <laughs> do not use for climbing ah oh, crap <laughs> <was kind> of
0: <laughs> oh man and yeah she's like
1: climbing like i don't
0: know i feel like that'd be really hard with to like wear gloves and everything hold a camera and, yeah she's got her
1: camera She's, I mean, again, it's it's a good character trait. She's, you know, she's ballsy, she's, she's persistent, she's following her leads, and, you know, she's very curious. Again, a good, you know, leading actress, you know, characteristic. But physics need to apply at some point.
2: Yeah, she's also being, like, really dangerous and reckless, yeah. which is a negative lead character trait.
0: Unless she, like, really watched Clark Kent and was just like... Uh, okay. He he stepped there, he grabbed that, he jumped there and
1: uh Yeah. Um I I took a note down on this minute that um, you know, of course, backhand silliness, she should be frozen and just shouldn't be able to walk on this mountain face. Yeah, mm-hmm. but it's a movie, so <laughs> I know, I know. Um I got another note, she I I thought it was really cool when they first show the, the ice tunnel. And it actually shows, like you know, of course we learn that it's it's being made by Clark's heat vision. But then, when she first gets to the entrance, there's like you know a stream of water that's pouring yeah, out it's like of it. Yeah, dripping. So. I figured on the ground. There's it's also, also coming down too.
2: The at the first um, shot where it looks in, you can barely see. It. There's like some red glow deep in the tunnel. Yeah, showing the heat vision. And this like looking at these minutes for recording was the first time i noticed that i'm like oh that's actually like a really nice touch that you can see this um this heat vision
1: happening yeah yeah from from a distance i took a note that the entrance actually looks like (laughs) the scene from alien versus predator when they make that ice tunnel oh yeah yeah. when it does that (laughs) drilling thing it almost looks exactly like that i i think this is
0: really cool i like this whole tunnel thing um and then I guess you do put two and two together and you're like, "Oh, okay, so he must have made that with like his heat vision or something." Um, do you think is he is he using his heat vision like a beam or is he just like is maybe his eyes are just so red and like hot that maybe it's just burning everything around him?
1: I well, I kind of have another note, like the you know, the texture of the tunnel that we see, it's in it's in rings and it almost it's not so much as a spiral, but it kind of makes it seem like Uh, I don't know if he knows how to focus his heat vision to its full extent at this point in his life and at this point in his career, but it almost makes it seem like he has to be constantly moving his head in a circle to create, you know, the height of the tunnel and to have all those ripples that are just, like, going deeper and deeper and deeper instead of just, you know, staring into it and walking. I wasn't sure if
2: it was that or if his heat vision kind of, like, pushes forward in, in, like – It's not a consistent blast the whole time. It's kind of like, pound, 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 pound.
0: Yeah, I think, I feel like the way the tunnel is carved, that he's not using it, like, long range. He's just keeping it, like, almost like...
2: A few feet in front of him. Like,
0: heat vision, like, goggles. It's just, it's right there. It's, like, pulsing. And it's just, like, as he walks, it creates a tunnel. Yeah. So... And, and then it, the rings are from, like,
2: stepping
1: forward and the heat being uneven yeah. and things like that. Yeah. So is he, like, it's just like, uh, taking one step, heat, 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 taking another step, heat, heat, heat? That seems like... Or
2: it's it's, it's not totally consistent. Like, he can't just, like, keep walking constantly. Um, he has to stop a little bit. But I'm not sure. It's like, um, uh, I like the heat vision in this movie. I like the way it looks yeah, a lot yeah. of the time. But yeah. it's it's also, like, kind of imprecise. And there's a lot of... Um, it, it spreads out a lot.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah. I think we we've, we've said we're we're pretty big fans of the the use of heat vision in this movie and the difference that it, uh, we've seen in in the other movies and stuff.
0: Yeah, cuz until like the very end of the film, you don't see the actual beam. It's just like his eyes are inferred and then like like there's no beam connecting like what is going on like with his eyes and, yeah. and like what his target yeah. is, which I think is really cool. Um but then later it gets to like Classic Superman heat vision. Yeah,
2: the 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 big beam. Yeah. Um. I also like in this um, where there's the evidence of his heat vision happening around his eyes, like the the blood veins get. Yeah, you know, I like a those. little intense and and it it looks like it's hard around his eyes, and then he has to kind of shake it off like it's painful. Yeah. Which is something I wish didn't always have to happen. I wish he didn't have to shake it off because like that is to his detriment later in the fight. Yeah. With Zod. Um. But I like that there's kind of this experience he has with it where he's like, This isn't terribly pleasant, but it is a thing I can do. Yeah. Um when he does it at certain intensities.
1: Yeah. Is it painful? Um I think at this point it is. Um especially how I think I think that's probably what they try to portray to him. Instead of, you know, not only him. Well, yeah, well, Snyder was probably saying like, well, you can't just, you know, stare and be all wide eyed and then just come out of heat vision and be all okay. Like you have to have some sort of like you have an effect. So like that whole, like uh, Andrew said, the shaking of his head. I love that aspect where it seems like he one isn't in full control of over it and he still is kind of learning about it even though we saw him use it when he was, what, 10 years old before in the movie? So it seems like But he's that was, had... like, a
2: much lighter version of it. Yeah. This is a pretty intense one. So I think when it's intense, they got to kind of shake it off. If he was just doing a minor thing, maybe less so. But, like, when Zod does it later, Zod's like, whoa, that's
1: it's, it's, yeah, that's crazy like, In thing. Battle
0: Metropolis, he looks like he's in pain because he's, like, holding his face, and then he just, like, unleashes, and he's like... You know, he, like, yeah. freaks out the first time he uses it, and yeah. it's like...
2: Yeah, like Zod is like, I don't wanna do that again in this fight. I'm not gonna be able to control that. Yeah. But I think Superman has a little more of the control. But when he does it intensely, it's still gonna be like, okay, now I gotta focus again with like vision vision. Yeah, he's gotta switch it
1: back.
0: No. I like that. I like the kind of like the, the shaking off of it. Mm-hmm. I think it adds it's it adds something to it. It's not just like Alright, we're gonna add, we're gonna add these heat vision things in post and that's it. Like there's it's a good cues from actual, It's good direction yeah, yeah yeah from the actual actor um and then so we already talked about the heat vision so and and then we get to this beautiful shot of the actual scout ship so clark kent has found it and i love this shot of it because it, it it's really just beautiful i like the way the scout ship is kind of barely poking out of the the I said it's like encapsulated in and mm-hmm. I feel like there's
2: this little cavern
0: yeah, yeah. and I, I think it's just a beautiful example of like good concept art transitioning into like a final finished like shot in a film it just it's a really beautiful scene and I think like Clark Kent's in that shot right isn't like yeah so it of shows like the scale of it and, yeah like, but it's, yeah like, you it's get a sense of the barely, size it's like barely part of the ship Mm-hmm. and it looks so cool. I I really like it. It looks so alien and um I think this this moment is also like a very
2: classic Fortress of Solitude kind of shot where there's all these ice um walls around him but there's this cavern where he he fits in. Yeah. And he's you know made this entrance and I I like that. I don't like the ship as the Fortress of Solitude. I kind of like the Fortress of Solitude to be something that he makes or or develops. Um, to his needs and his tastes. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I thought um, this.
2: But in this movie, the ship is basically his fortress. But then it's also destroyed, and I I hate that. Yeah. But I like the idea of him kind of building this tunnel into the ice and having the ship as part of the fortress. But then kind of building his home base there.
0: Yeah, it's weird because I we, I think we all thought like it was going to be the Fortress of Solitude, and then it continues. He flies to do... away. Yeah, and then it, yeah, it gets it, it lands in Metropolis and. Stuff happens in the next film. <laughs>
1: well, I mean, if yeah. you if you want to see, like, I could dive into it by saying, like, from what we know of this Superman and from this movie and from uh, Dawn of Justice and everything, is that this Superman doesn't have a need for a Fortress of Solitude. If you will, his Fortress of Solitude is kind of his home back on Kent Farm, where he can go there yeah. for, you know... Consolidation with his mother, and you know, to, to reflect so, on his things and and what to wash some dishes. Yeah, exactly. Drink a beer, <laughs> and and not really have you know a fortress where he keeps all these scientific you know atrocities that he tries to protect and everything like the or or, or his projector. collection. Yeah. with
2: like the Titanic and a space yeah, shuttle, exactly and the statues of his parents. Exactly,
1: like he doesn't need that, and I don't, I don't necessarily think that this this character is is going to need it at all because he's yeah so... I, I, yeah it doesn't suit this superman no it's um
0: he's already pretty lonely like just in like within himself so yeah there's no need for the solitude exactly
1: mm-hmm.
2: but in in general i like a good fortress of solitude like it's one of my favorite things to see in comic books is seeing someone depict a fortress of solitude yeah and it's like okay what's what's this artist's take on a fortress of solitude
0: yeah i agree
2: Mm-hmm. Um, just, just like a good bat cave.
0: My, my favorite part of the Fortress of Solitude is is like the menagerie, of like beasts. The
1: zoo. Yeah, I like that. Trying to keep, you know, well this this uh, animal was going to be extinct, so I saved it and put it in a cage in my fortress so I can look at it all day. I think that's cool. Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> I in the in the animated series, he like picked that up from another alien. Like there was an alien who was collecting you know, nearly extinct species. And so there was a dodo and then he grabbed Superman cause he was the last Kryptonian and things like that. And he wanted to preserve them in natural habitats. Mm-hmm. And then he escapes and like destroys the alien ship. He's like, I don't want to destroy all this stuff. So he takes it to the fortress of solitude. And then he's like, I now have a pet dodo. Yeah. Okay.
0: <laughs> Super dodo. Yeah. There
2: you go. I don't, I don't have much else on this minute. It's, I mean, there's not any like exposition talk. It's just the visuals,
0: yeah, it really yeah. Does,
2: which are which are really nice, and I like that there's a kind of this quiet moment where you get that,
0: yeah, yeah, I, I like um I like this this moment a lot, even though there's not much in it, um it does end on almost a cliffhanger um where Lois Lane like hears something, turns around, and I'm assuming maybe the ice caved in, like the entrance, the tunnel.
1: I think it's just echoing of
2: Yeah, I think it noises. was an echo of uh, I think it was like an echo of Clark probably opening the ship.
1: Uh oh. we're starting to get inside. Yeah, could be. Oh yeah. Um, but it
2: so. it echoes so it sounds like it's from behind her and she's like, "Okay, like am I in trouble?"
1: <laughs> yeah, she's getting spooked now. Yeah. Again, temperatures are probably way, you know. Well, h- with the heat that. in the tunnel. It's, it's better in the tunnel. It's you get that it's nice stream be of warm water. A I mean there is still water and it's not frozen yet so it's still It's better. Yeah.
2: And no wind. But I I'd, I'd say it's still probably pretty uncomfortable.
1: Oh yeah, it should be. <laughs> I feel like she should be slipping and sliding all over the place on this uh, on the ice tunnel.
2: Yeah. Cuz it's like it's like inclined up. Yeah. So the water is flowing out like that would be pretty tough to walk
1: on. Mhm.
0: She just, like, slides right through the tunnel. Yeah. Like, Empire Strikes Back, like, the tunnel.
2: <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> she just um. does one of those. Um, also, I think the amount of, like, hot water that's been flowing down the bottom, it shouldn't be round anymore, especially at the entrance. Yeah. By the time she gets to the entrance, it should have started, like, melting away the, the floor of the tunnel.
0: It should have just, like, froze up again. Like, her, like her boots would just be, like... Frozen. Stuff. Frozen in. Yeah. Um... Oh, another cool thing is uh that that nice transition shot between her navigating the flashlight into and then the and vision. then it like leads right into mm-hmm. the the shot of Clark Kent using the heat vision. That was cool
1: I like yeah. that. That was neat. It's good. Good, good transition visuals. there. Um again I, I brought up the fact that why did Clark need to wait so long to to go and, and I mean I, I understand waiting under the cover of night and everything, but again, if he just would have gotten the job on the first day at Arctic Cargo and, you know, gotten a place to, to crash and sleep where he could sneak out at three o'clock in the morning. And when no one was paying attention and walk up there, this is still day one of him working for Arctic Cargo. I don't is know this? why. No, I don't know why it needed. It, it to, should be. Though. Yeah, it's, it's in my opinion, if I was the character in this fictional universe, I would, you know, not waste well, so much time. On. Gaining a reputation, I would. You wouldn't do it your first yeah. day. You'd want to, like,
0: scope it out. Like, let's see what the routines are. Like, I guess he's doing the, it. Like, and. What are the, yeah. the patterns? But, like,
2: when do they but stop SLA? I still feel like he's been there for a while.
0: Yeah. I want to say there. He, yeah. I want to say he's been there for a while, but I feel like, like, you kind of have to. You kind of have to see what the night shifts are like. Yeah.
2: Maybe. But, yeah, I don't know why he picked the day when Lois Lane is there to.
1: It's the will of the force. Yeah, all right. <laughs> Different show. <laughs> um, that's all I got for this one, though. Yeah, it's pretty... I'm good. It, all the, I mean, these next few minutes are just really visually stunning and, and striking, so it's it's just... It sets the tone for Alien-esque. Like, we, we no, got yeah, it really I, big I on I Krypton, like, and then now we're getting it really big on Earth.
0: I like this whole... It's getting into Alien slash suspense, uh, almost horror-like... It really reminds oh, there's, me I
2: it definitely leans into horror uh at the beginning of next week. There's like I think the beginning of the next minute after this week is definitely like a horror note.
0: And then yeah, even like later parts of the film get pretty creepy. Um but like this almost reminds me of John Carpenter's like The Thing. Yep. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> which As I was thinking. One of my, exactly. in my my favorite horror film of all time is that film. So um like this scene is to me it's beautiful and it's and i love i just love the direction of it
1: mm-hmm. um, it's hard to not think of of uh the thing when you have like uh, an outpost not yeah. even aliens well, just like, an yeah, outpost, the outpost in the, arctic you know mm-hmm. tundra region where it's like okay there's gonna be some crazy monsters that are just gonna show up like I mean, like I said, I, m- I mentioned um, Alien vs Predator earlier about like the mm-hmm. tunnel and stuff. It's got that same exact yeah. feel, where it's that horror creepiness, oh. like you don't know what's going on underneath the ice. I was gonna say, I was gonna say,
0: uh, the thing is probably the only like Arctic like horror thing. But then, yeah, you mentioned like AVP, and that, yeah. and that is. I don't know. If there's many others like it, but
1: isn't um, I don't
2: know. Isn't Twenty Eight Days
1: Later? No, not um, uh, what was it? It's the forty forty days a night or whatever that one with the vampire. Like forty that. days a night. Yeah, yeah, there's
2: there's some sort of like vampire the one. The vampire one. So it, yeah, and it's like way up north where it's dark all the time. Yeah,
1: there's there's that um, yeah, yeah. but again, not it's not used quite often that uh, creepy factor of arctic nighttime, which you know, yeah. just judging from those handful of movies you can probably have a lot more creepiness involved in that kind of unknown. It's like, you know, it's like the unknown of space, but it's it's still on our planet and it's, it's at a, you know, temperature where it's almost humanly impossible to survive. And it's just creepy, that whole unknown and factor. It, it, and it
2: creates this isolation where you're in this environment that is isolated. If the environment is damaged, then you're in trouble. Yeah. So you have to be careful not to, you
1: know blow holes in your tent or you know drop the liquid nitrogen like in vertical limits. I limit. think
0: I also remember like a suspense thriller with Kate Beckinsale and there was like she in she was like in a, like an arctic outpost and there was like a, a serial killer or something man i got to can't remember what that <laughs> was that, i remember something like that yeah
1: um i, no. I don't i don't think it's a cool uh, setting yeah i don't think the the arctic is is used quite enough as it should be as well as underwater you know those what you, are what do you uh, mean okay. what do i mean well, like like a,
0: like, a, like they should do a thriller like like an uh what do you what are those called like uh, like a what is like no i guess like an under like a station underwater
1: yeah, like uh, deep yeah. blue sea, kind of you know, sea lab. Like I was, gonna, I was of, like yeah. trying not to say sea lab, like <laughs> like, sea like that lab kind of thing. Like uh, a... There's like a habitat yeah, underwater. Yeah, it's just and then like you that. see
2: the tracks of wet stuff, and then you immediately get creeped out. Yeah,
1: like like Andrew said, it's the it's the isolation factor where like you kind of have the same sense in you know, <coughs> alien where they're in space. You know, it's it's mm-hmm. isolation. Arctic, you could be isolated. You know, in the thing where like you just have no outside communication.
0: Well, yeah, it goes it goes to like. Uh... Like we haven't really fully explored our own planet, so even that is terrifying.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Yeah.
0: Like regions like this and deep sea exploration, the more more thrillers and, and stuff like that is, is creepy. And I think Aquaman might might touch on that with like trenches and. If stuff. If they go
1: about you know this whole notion that it's this movie's going to be based off the trench, that's just a horror comic in itself. So yeah, please, please <laughs> let that be the main point. That's cool. Um, You guys got anything else for this one? Nah.
2: I'm good. Good?
0: Yeah. Alrighty, guys. We're going to go ahead and wrap up this minute. If you love what you hear, don't forget to rate, subscribe, do all that jazz. You can find us on all social media at DCU Minute. And don't forget to check out Andrew's podcast, the Protagonist podcast, and Disney Animation Minute Essentials. And we'll catch you guys here on the next one here at DC Cinematic Minute.